The pass from Havili was magic. The shift on for Crotty. Boom, far down you go, Quaggett Smith. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that. Yes, boy. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 13 of the Draft Rugby Podcast, where we discuss Fantasy Super Rugby, the game they play online in heaven. You can find the website at draftrugby.com and get after us on the socials at draftrugby and support us on Patreon, please. Uh, I'm your host, Kagi, and uh, tonight I'm joined once again by the lads, Harry. Uh, 60 caps, mate. Congratulations. Milestone. I'm glad we stressed the important one today. It's not that important. Very good. And Nels, uh, also 50 caps, mate. Some would say that's the bigger one. I think it's more important. And, the, and I mean, it's, it's not about the amount of pod you've been on. It's the value you add to the pod. So who cares about Harry being on? Nelson with his caps, is, I think it's similar. I liken his caps and how often he comes on as a winner to how often a prop scores a try for all their caps. You know, average prop scores one try in 100 games. Nelson, one win per 100 caps. Harry, look, you, some... had, you had me on your side until you, start, until you yeah. started bagging props, mate. You lost all <laughs> so Poor so. content, mate. You yeah. got lots of caps, but you look shit when you wear caps. The number so. one's on their jersey for a reason, mate. Most important player on the field. Right? Um, <laughs> Look at the tight head. What was it, Rob? Yeah, true, Rob Penny was saying the other day that uh, tight head's the hardest position in rugby. So because um, he doesn't have any in his team. That's fair. Yeah, true. Uh, hardest <laughs> position to fill. Hardest bit. Maybe maybe didn't play the sentence yet. You know? That's yeah, why. Yeah. Um, very good. All right. Um, well, look, I think we're all surprised that uh, we've got this far, particularly that Nelson got to 50 caps, but he has. So, um, yes, anyway, in terms of one thing we haven't talked about much, uh, that's about all the good news we've got so far because um, none of us did particularly well in our fantasy mashups this week. Um, <laughs> lads, how I mean, look, Harry actually, sorry, no, we should, I, I did jump the gun there, but Harry, he, he had the second top score this week, so. Yeah, but you got to. Yeah, I felt really good about it until I saw who I played. You've, you've <laughs> got to play the man. Yeah, and absolutely. Harry was not the better team. You do. That's true. I'm much of I don't win every week. Yeah. Harry actually lost by more than what I lost by. So that's Craig, good. Craig, that's... maybe not more than you lost by, but I don't know. Different story for me. It's I don't know what's uh, what's more where, disappointing. I where are you on the table? Congratulations! More importantly, congratulations to Newbung, uh, the super yeah. sub's younger brother on his debut season, now sitting in first place. He's four, actually got the best team. Zero. Four and zero. Best well, team. Technically, in the he must have the best team. No, no, sitting on top of the table. His team is better than yours. Harry refuses yeah, well, to believe at any point throughout a season that his team is not the best in the season. Yeah. That's the type of arrogance fantasy managers need to have. But you got to believe in your team. That's true. But um, no, no. Very good. Congratulations to Chrissy, and also at the same time, congratulations to Naibung, or soon to be uh, the the Naibung. What is it? Naibung. That's right. At the end of the yeah. season, the way his brother's going. But um, yeah. no, he did pipe the win over me. I don't know what's more disappointing: losing to Naibung. Well, the fact that I'm now on the bottom of the table, um, <laughs> the position unfamiliar to me. I don't think I've been here a couple of years. Nelson, obviously, is the king of the bottom. But um, man, I wasn't look, last all year, last year till the one that counted. So <laughs> it's true. Um, but anyway, let, alas, let's move on. Um, so I mean, look, all you should take from that as listeners, Nelson was saying earlier, is that um, you should probably stop listening now because uh, yep. the three of us lost this week. So um, take everything with a grain of salt. Uh, I agree. Especially if Kagi says it. True. All right, so in tonight's pod, uh, we're going to, for entree, review Super Rugby 2020 Round 4 for main course, preview what to come in Round 5. And for dessert, we changed it up. Harry had just a spontaneous moment uh, earlier today and posted up on Twitter for your listener questions. So um, we got a good response, a couple of good questions in there, and so we thought we'd change it up. And, um, yeah, we'll just answer some listener questions, and uh, that'll probably trail off into a long yarn. But... Um, yeah, that's... Uh, Looking forward to that one. That's what to look forward to for <laughs> dessert. So, um, 
Also, another good point before we get into the, the, the rump of it, um, leave us a review on our podcast, uh, Harry. It's a good good shout. Um, help us reach more listeners, you know. We have been growing the pod certainly over the last few years, but um, yeah, I don't think we've asked for reviews before, and I think most of the reviews there are probably Nelson or his 17 different alias accounts so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, that's it. If you like the, the content, at least the content put out by me and Harry, then do us a favour. and write. If, if you're going to write your review on, Harry, uh, on Kagi's content... Then just maybe give it a miss. Fair enough. Now we were talking earlier about Nelson's alias accounts and how um, uh, all of his likes on Twitter are from his seventeen alias yeah, different genius. accounts. But yeah, it's. I mean, look, it's he's working the system. He should work for the Trump campaign. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's get in. Entree round four. Uh, the buys. This was the first triple buys. It's the first triple buy. Yeah, yes. Um, we had the Lions, Tars, and the Hurricanes having a buy. And for the first fixture, Harry's going to take it away. We had the Crusaders and the Landers. Yes, Crusaders. Beat the Highlanders 33-13, to 13, five tries to two. Uh, this is kind of how we expected it to unravel, really, wasn't it? We all said that we thought the Crusaders by plenty, mm-hmm. and I got suckered in on the sporting odds to back the Highlanders with the 17.5 line, and they just <laughs> couldn't get there. Couldn't get there. 7.5 points is all I asked for. too much for you to resist. You did have Rob Thompson pulled pretty late with a quad injury, so he missed the week. Um, they pushed Tay Walden... Uh, sorry, he came back from his quad injury from the week before. He was so pulled, he, pulled yeah, out week. yeah, sorry. And you had Tay Walden, who was on the bench the week before, but didn't get on the field. So he actually made his debut off the bench. Uh, new injuries. Josh Dixon came off at half time. Apparently, it was just bang, banged up and bruised from the first few weeks. It is true that these modern-day rugby players can't play more than three weeks in a row. Uh, so he's in doubt for this week. James Lentjes came out for a head injury assessment. Haven't heard any more details on that one yet. And David Avili had his knee very heavily strapped. Looks like an MCL injury on the inside he was of his knee. heavily hobbling. He had yeah. about three... They've taken up three times. Yeah, think. and he still managed to he kill it afterwards. <laughs> he didn't kick, though. It's in the No, he didn't kick, bit. but he apparently had, he was managing gro- a groin injury from all the kicking he's been doing as well. All the... Everyone's been... Extracurricular activities. All of them. Yeah. All the kickers are. Yeah, all yeah. the extracurricular activities. Well, I don't sleep with him with the form he's been in. Um, and so, yeah, so anyway, the way he was limping, I'm worried it's grade two. Best case, he's back after the buy, but there's a decent chance he'll miss a couple of weeks at least. So are you trading him? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, so, Crusaders dominated the Highlanders all game. The Highlanders' defence just could not handle them. They just carved them to pieces. The Highlanders did look good with ball in hand, but really it ended up, you know, the story showed, 26-8 at half time. Aaron Smith looks like he's a man with the world on his shoulders at the moment. Every time he, they made a little line break and the ball came to him, he looked like they, he thought he had to pull off the miracle play. Two different occasions, they could have set up a try and he put it on the foot with bad kicks. Mm. Jack Wheaton on the second one worked super hard it's to get to me. his inside. Yeah. And then Aaron Smith puts the grubber to no one. Like, just <laughs> give the man inside. So he's, he looks like he's struggling with the pressure of the team at the moment. Obviously, like we said, no kicking from Richie Moe. He's expected to kick after the bye, mind you. But Bryn Hall and Mitchie Drummond had a go, which was interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonah Narecki, I just last point on the actual game. He's all class. Aaron Major and, uh, and the coaching team there all raved about him. Always makes the right decision. He's An more athlete. consistent than I ever expected. Athlete to boot, for sure. Absolutely. Good kicking game, everything. Mm. Tackle bus 35-17 to 17 for the Crusaders. 590 metres to 482, so... Big running meters in this one. Offloads eighteen to nine. Crusaders just turning on their attacking game. 
Um, and the fantasy man of the match in this one was George Bridge, 79 points, 20 runs, 20, 20 runs. runs. yeah, dude. I'm pretty wow. sure Havili had 18 runs off his 50 minutes, did, 55 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Insane. But George Bridge, one better, two better. 81 metres, <laughs> six tackle busts, two line breaks, three offloads, and a try assist. Cullen Grace, 78 points. Huge. The man is a weapon. Thank God he's not a second rower. <laughs> yeah, uh, David Havili, 68 points. Tom Christie, 56. Sevi Reese, 51. Michael Collins, 56. Jonah Narecki, 42. Points galore. Mate, huge. That's it. A good New Zealand derby. All right. Well, that takes us on to the Rebels and the Sharks. The uh, Rebels going down in Melbourne, 24 to 36, which is, again, what we tipped. We just said that the Sharks would have too much kind of class and composure and the mm. Rebels just weren't going to get it together. Um, it was three tries to five um, and look returning from injury Thomas Dutoit he returned and what a game he had so he was coming back from a bit of illness Makazole Mapimpi from concussion no hold on did Makazole come back yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he, did. He, did. he did play yeah, he, he hurt me badly yeah. uh, back from concussion he, he got concussed but then played the very next week yep Kerwin Bosch um, he flew back in after a um, funeral uh, the week before because he missed the week before Frank Lamani he was back on the bench after being stitched up last week and we went into that before about too many international players or whatnot. yep New injuries, Campbell Magna, he was pulled pre-game, so uh, we was a bit, bit dev about that, but we haven't really got info. I had another search before the pod, yeah. nothing's out there. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Surely um, mumps are spread. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. This game, uh, look, I mean, there's a couple of big dodgy decisions. Um, Harry, the, the long pass from Bosch to Tamway, that was clearly a forward pass. Uh, they even sent it up to the TMO, I mean. Yeah. It was, yeah, he took two steps sideways and it went three or four metres forward. You can't say momentum, so it has to have gone forward. I know. You thought maybe they'll get away with it if they don't review it, but they reviewed it. Yeah. And still Ridiculous. Yeah, it was, These people yeah. have no understanding of the game at all. It's legit their job. What are they doing? They mm. don't understand rugby. That's their problem. They look at a screen. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why all can, the we should get the, the the line in like soccer and stuff like that, and mm. that they can superimpose into it all NFL mm. that moves, and you can see where he passes it from and what, where he catches what's it. What's it called yeah. in tennis? The bird's eye view thing. I forget what it's called. Yes. Hawk, 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 yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah, up in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was ten twenty two at half time. Sixty um, third minute, Mapimpi awarded a try when the ball looked short. I can't it was remember. Clearly that short. Yeah, that went right. upstairs again. Yeah, yeah, it was short. That's right. Yeah, so that was me again. That was the second of those two decisions. Um, but otherwise, look, the Sharks were just too good for the Rebels. Um, yeah, they, they played well, the Rebels, but they just got badly beaten. The Sharks, just like we said, really composed and a really, like, just solid full-team performance is what they've been bringing so far this year. Um, the Sharks back three are awesome. Farsi didn't score all that well this week, but look, I mean, we spoke about last week, just how good watching them um, get away. Um, Mapimpi's Mapimpi, another fantasy thing that happened from last yeah. week. Mapimpi just handed off the ball to Kerwin Bosch, giving him the try. So, yeah. try and fantasy thing, managers uh, crazy this year. Yeah. But, um, Should have had a Patrick as well. Yeah, there you go. Uh, last point in this really was that the Sharks had two yellow cars in this, but that didn't really slow their momentum or you know, affect them in any which way. So, um, yeah, Sharks are looking dangerous this year. Yeah. Match stats um, tackle bus 29 to 38, line breaks. The Rebels had more 11 to. 10, um, so surprising on that. Both teams conceded 14 turnovers and 8 penalties, so they both need to work on that. Um, fairness, in terms of fantasy, Andre Esterheisen, the, the game, giant. The giant, the game I've been waiting for. He's in my team. 61 points, 11, only 11 runs for only 40 metres, 4 tackle busts and 1 offload. Which is not a lot, but he did bag himself a try. So, and I think he pretty Where much. Where are all his points from? I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think he bagged almost all those tackle busts in that one try that he scored do as well. Do you have a multiplier on your players? I do. Yeah, actually, <laughs> he was done. a captain. But it, I'm starting. I'm starting really subtly. It's like 1.2. That's why I'm losing <laughs> yeah, okay. all the time. You know. So anyway, um, and in terms of fantasy points, Tommy Detroit 55 points, Mapimpi 50, Notchy 50, 
and from the Rebs, Nizarani, the rock solid consistency, My fifty-one boy, points. Final score makes forty-five, and Kobe forty-four. I said I wanted just Nizarani to score in a high five myself. So one week later, Thank probably you. probably a bit too loud. Sorry for that, guys. <laughs> I got a bit excited. Um, so I the was. next game was the Chiefs versus Brumbies, and what a game! The Brumbies took this twenty-six to fourteen. Four tries to two in the returns column. A man I was excited for and held out since preseason, Luke Jacobson. You went alone. A lot of matches. Oh, mate. For, returning from his concussion, the other Niggles. And uh, R.A. Simone, who he got the grumps and all mumps, one of the two. Um, new injuries. Oh, thanks, my man, Luke Jacobson. <laughs> <laughs> it, says, it says that he played 11 minutes, but he did not play 11 minutes. It was the eighth or ninth minute. He started hobbling, and they took him off. And they, Nelson it was had his so, own stopwatch. Yeah, it was so early that they didn't realise he was injured yet. And, like, no, he can't be injured. And then they realised a few minutes later. It was ridiculous. And Falau Fanga, another... And Falau Fanga, another one of my players. He got a midweek toe injury. Mm. Sounds like he didn't want you to win this mate, one. That's what I, I feel. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a podiatrist. Send him to me, mate. Send me to the him. I don't care. You should have gone to it. <laughs> I, don't want, I didn't want to get the money. Yeah, you clearly don't want to win. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, honestly, awesome game. It it's, feels a little too early, but I think it's fair that the Brumbies are... They're going to win! They're going to win the title. No, they're legitimate <laughs> title contenders. Buy the hype! Right? Legitimate title contenders. One of the biggest things for them has been six years since they've won over in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and it's been even longer since they've won um, against the Chiefs in New Zealand. In New Zealand, yeah. Um, so I think this was a massive one for them. Um, but what, what is it with the Brumbies and the Chiefs? I mean, remember last year they pumped the Chiefs. It was in Canberra, but that was another game. They pumped them. I don't. The, I do the, not know. The two anomalies of the Chiefs this year and last year have just been the Brumbies absolutely pumping them. So they just, they've just got to think for them. Hundred percent. There was agree. definitely some question marks about the fact that the Chiefs might not deal with a strong forward pack and set piece game as well as they do against the fast paced teams. Mm. So it could just be a simple. And the as difference that. is the Crusaders aren't as strong a forward pack this yes. year. Yeah. Maybe that's why they got over. Actually, the there was a, all the NZ reporters were bagging the um the or the Brumbies for their rolling mall tries, but um, Sam Kane came out and was like, "No, nah, it's a good part of the game. If they can do it, they can do it." I like Sam. Yeah, hundred percent. Good on so, him. Yeah. Um, but look, yeah, it was all one-way traffic early. After forty-seven minutes, the Chiefs had missed twenty-five tackles and they were down twenty-six nil. Um, absolutely ridiculous. In the first half, the Brumbies had all the ball and all the field position and uh, were, were just doing everything they needed to do with ball in hand. Um, they had. I think it was 72% of territory in the first half and 66% of possession. But everything changed in that second half. There was a yellow card to James Slipper after repeated infringement. Mm -hmm. When they did not score a try, they went up to the TMO and uh, he was the one to to have to go. Um, And the Chiefs, they almost fought a club... Fought a fight back here. They scored. <laughs> they scored two tries. A bit of a literary. Um, yeah, they got sixty-six percent of possession in the second half and seventy-seven percent uh, of territory. Yeah, Comeback kings, the Chiefs. They they really were, and Almost. you could feel it coming. Yeah. There was a few real key things that stopped it. One was uh, uh, McInerney getting a steal on, on like just out from the own line. He came off. The young hooker came on to replace him, Lachlan Lonigan, and he did an absolute oh, beautiful tear. Yeah. And, like rip and stole the ball with his first impact. Um, but look, match stats, the, basically the Brumbies had double everything. Uh, tackle bust, offloads. Uh, they had actually triple line breaks. Uh, there was double the turnovers for the Chiefs, turnovers conceded. 
Um, but it's the man Brochier wasn't playing. Yeah, <laughs> it is. All Luke Jacobson. Um, so, <laughs> fantasy man of the match was Tom Banks with 61 points, 15 runs for 102 metres, four tackle busts, three line breaks, an offload and a ta- uh, try assist. Pete Sam with 55 points. Connell McInerney, that one hurt me, 55 points. <laughs> Solomon Akata, strength of strength, 54 points. Noel Alessio, control the game, 54 points. Anton Leonard-Brown, 46. Aaron Cruden, 44. How good. All right. How's that? What was the next one? There was a low-scoring event, wasn't it? The Reds versus the <laughs> Sun Wolves. I've got their yeah. name back. I don't care I'll where you sit in the table. If you're going to show yeah. that kind of performance, right, you're so definitely we're... the Sun team. Oh. So the Tars are back. Though. Oh, they're still the Sun Tars. Okay. There's two Sun teams at this stage. <laughs> the Tars basically lost to the bye, I'm sure. They, yeah, they did, actually. So. so the Reds dusted up the Sun Wolves 64-5, 10 tries to 1. My favourite report from this one was seeing clearly one of the Rugby League reports in Australia saying the Reds like fumbled their way to a six try half time lead what just the negative press coming out of Australia is just so good it had to be someone only from... six tries yeah only yes. six tries I fumbled my way to six tries in a game before, haven't you yeah all the time. have you no I've six <laughs> tries so returning life? Uh, no I have come on Returning, you had Harry Hoopert, uh, the great prop hope for Nelson's fantasy football team, back from a niggly back injury that's been lingering around for the start of the season. To be honest, I'm played, excited about him. I like him. Yeah, good, good player last year. Looks very solid. Played 40 minutes, which is uh, very promising for his minutes, but maybe that was a sun wolf, so didn't want to read too much into that. Fraser McWright. Fraser? Fraser? McWright. Uh, had hip surgery in the off-season, dislocated his thumb early in the season as well, so came back with a heavily taped and just looked rock-solid and scored heavily in only a few minutes on the field as well and uh, came on for Luke, uh, Liam Wright. Sorry. Liam Wright. And Scott Malalu came back the Samoan halfback. Yeah, it's not Malalua. I uh, just had a look at that. It must be Malalu. Okay. You can double check it if you want. No, please. no, I'll take I, you away I want to know. I'm sure you guys talk about this for at least 20 minutes after. Yeah. Um, so he had an ACL injury in the lead up to the World Cup playing his first test for Samoa. It is going? Well, Lua. I, I just spelled it wrong. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Very good for me. Um, it's important stuff. In September. Like yeah, I want to pronounce his name <laughs> right, man. I know you don't have any respect for the players, but we do. Five or six months he's back after That's that operation. Good. So this is an alarm bell for me. If he starts, guys. Be very aware that if you're picking him up, he's a high, high risk of redoing his ACL just based off the time frame alone. It doubles his injury risk every month before nine months. So huge. Uh, new injuries, Jordan Jackson Hope had a knee injury six weeks. He should be out. The Sunwolves just look completely disinterested in this one from the very first minute. It looked like a completely different side to the one that had played in the first couple of weeks. Um, the red scrums were just they were just taking penalties at will. It doesn't matter who was feeding. Every single time they were getting a long-arm penalty and just being piggybacked up the field. Their scrum is immense this year. It's everything we thought it could be last year. It's those Tom and Thor thighs, mate. Jock Campbell kicking goals. Breaking lines, he's an absolute weapon. I just can't see how they could possibly drop him. He's almost their best outside and, back at the moment. So and what do you reckon, fullback? I mean, I know they like we, yeah, he's we, better we, at fullback. Fullback. I know we all want to see Isaac Lucas. I I'm pretty sure we're happy to not see Hegarty, but yeah, he's definitely. No, I like Hegarty as well, but he's just in a really good form, good rich man of form. Yeah. Um, and then it was just one way traffic. Uh, traffic. So the players worth a mention. Well, three way tie for uh, seventy uh, for the fancy man of the match on mm. seventy one points. Tate Crazy. McDermott had two tries and two try assists. He knows how to score oh, a try. Damn, he's good. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Paisami, Nelson. You'll get on to Hunter Paisami later in the in the pod, won't you? One yep. try, eight tackle busts, two line breaks. Beast. 
How good was his Weapon. try, that big oh. unders line? Mm. Uh, James O'Connor, a try, six tackle busts, four line breaks, 92 points. And like we said, Jock Campbell, CFS, basically the whole Reds uh, back line just... Because yeah. of time, we brush past stats, but this one has to be said. Reds got 47 tackle busts to the Sunwolves, nine. They also had 24 line breaks and 806 run meters. I've never seen 800. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry, that just has to be said. Insane. Lucan Salakai Loto, the top forward, 52 points. Nice. Very good. All right. So, uh, yeah, the next game was the Stormers and Jags. The Stormers won 17-7. to That was two tries to one. Not as exciting as a lot of the other games, to be fair. By all reports, I did not watch. Um, so, in terms of people that returned, we have... Joaquin Diaz Bonisha after his abdominal strain, uh, Yako Hotsia uh, after his concussion, mm-hmm. and Herschel Yanchis after his. May missed a little week last week. We didn't yeah. know what it was. His something. Yeah. His mumps. <laughs> um, and new injuries were Santiago Modrano. Yeah, he came off early. Uh, I'm not sure if it was just because they were getting beasted it, in the Instagram or if it was an injury. Unreported could be the mumps. Um, it's <laughs> a lot of it going around. Yeah, there's a lot, lot going around. Franz Malahoba, he got a yellow card in the 16th minute with no arm, a no arm tackle. So Did basically, you see this? He slipped over. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're ridiculous. What can he do? He fell over, guys. What we should they have done is looked up how many yellow cards there were this week. Because oh, there was, there was probably like lots. 15 or something. And, and None look, to my players, thankfully. They, they definitely aren't using any common sense with something like that, right? Yeah. If you're slipping over and your shoulder makes contact over, that's pretty ridiculous. But look, this game was filled with penalties. Um, the Stormers, look, they're so composed. They've shown it throughout the whole first month of, of this. And, and that was probably the main difference. They were dominant. 3 0 at half time, this one. Yeah, oh, it was real yeah. slow. Oh, yeah. I, remember, real I, look, I literally watched it live after a big night out. I fell asleep watching it and I woke yeah. up. I was like, has it started oh, after half? a buck? <laughs> the same. Yeah. And man, this nothing happened. But yeah, the Jaguars, last 15 minutes, and I was mm. trying to give it a crack. That's it. Yeah, they literally looked like they were the hungriest team out there. They waited until they were down. At 3-0, I put money on the Haguaras paying nine fifty to win. 3-0. Ridiculous. And then they conceded two tries. So we've learned that Harry is a problem gambler. But also, uh, that <laughs> clearly no one gave them the, it, boys, it's nil all half-time speech. Until about 15 minutes to go, someone went, boys, it's nil all. And then they... they, oh, they you see Nasrani, by the way, first try scorer. $320, thank you. Okay, right, yeah. yeah, you are a gambler. <laughs> no, I, I don't think they needed the, it's nil all... B- Boys, mm. they said you guys are losing. Be better. That's what they needed. Yeah. No, but the Haguaris, it was a reserve team as well, so we yeah. expect them to roll out their full strength side next week. Yeah. Was it a full reserve? I mean, there was no, not a full yeah, reserve. But okay, reserve. definitely missing some of their first class players. Yeah. Look, the Jags, they had twenty six to eighteen tackle busts. Uh, they had eleven to ten line breaks and slightly more offloads, but they also conceded more. Mm. Uh, more turnovers, twenty to twelve. So that was a pretty telling stat. Mm-hmm. Um, Great execution um, by each team winning all their own scrums uh, and only losing a line-out each. Fantasy man of the match. Who else other than Herschel Yanchis with 72 points, one try, three line breaks, three tackle busts, and 80 passes. Uh, Rodrigo Bruni, he got 66 points, and Sebastian Cancellari, the cancer, got 53 points. Very good. All right. Uh, well, that takes us to the last fixture of uh, round four. It was the Bulls uh, losing to the Blues at home in Pretoria. So they lost in a last-minute penalty goal by Oteta Black holding his nerve. It was 21-23, two tries to three. Um, and, yeah, returning was Oteta is the new Black. Uh, nice. So, yeah, and what a, what a return for him. Um, he, he looked fairly composed throughout, actually. So, um, 
And Stephen Perifetta, look, we're laughing a lot at him at fullback, particularly Harry is. So, he's, um, he, look, I think he's a fullback. I just think he's really, really good. Harry doesn't care as long as he's on the field. That's yeah, great. like, the, the thing is, if he could kick, no one would be saying anything negative Harry, about him. Harry, when That's he was true. in my team a couple of years ago, you were the other voice. You were so different when they were in your team. You were talking shit about him. Very good. Well, uh, new injuries in this one. The only 100%. one was, was Chibba, James Parsons. Um, I think he did a shoulder. Fair, like, Sorry, he did do a shoulder. Uh, I can't remember how early it was, but yeah, he was on the ground kind of like really screaming in agony and they had to support his arm yeah, walk, he, as he slowly walked off the field. So I suspect we'll, we'll see more to come on that, but I, I think he'd be out for a, for a few weeks at least. From yeah, I need him this week too. So just sort it out. Very good. Cortisone injection, get him out of there. Um, this game, though, look, it was um, it was raining really heavily beforehand and uh, raining constantly throughout, um, which kind of just really slowed the game down, made it an absolute slugfest. <clears throat> the field got absolutely torn up. There was turnovers, penalties galore, and scrums galore. So this perhaps was another case. Look, I don't, we don't always harp, uh, harp on about the South Africans, but perhaps another case of some of the uh, penalty count going uh, you know, in the favour of the South Africans. I thought... Personally, I was watching the scrums very closely. I was enjoying them, and I thought the Bulls were def- sorry, the Blues were definitely the stronger team in that. But um, they uh, they copped quite a few penalties early on. Um, particularly, there was one absolutely killed the momentum. It was they were on the the five meter line of the Bulls, um, and clearly to me, winning that scrum. But yet the Bulls got a penalty that just completely alleviated all the pressure they built up. So classic. Um, I don't know about that one, but. Um, yeah, other points from this game. What was good? Hendricks and Talay. I really enjoyed that battle on the two wings. They really had a good crack at each other. They yeah. also kind of look like twins. Like they're <laughs> very similar size, same ball heads. Um, but um, now Talay had one hell of a finish in the corner for a try. It was one of those, like, on seeing it live, I was like, nah, no way he got there. But um, somehow it stayed in and just crashed through two people. It was pretty good. Um, the biggest point from this game, I guess, Harry put in there was... Um, who would have thought the first try of the Bulls, Bulls for the season was Mornay Stain? I mean, to be fair, yeah. he did nothing for it, he, but yeah, he did was, score it. It was a anyone could have scored kind of try, but yeah, wow, Mornay Stain even scoring tries. Turn back the clock. Um, half Turning time's... back the clock? He's just never done that. When yeah, did so he used to score tries? That was like, a, as I was reading my next statement, <laughs> I just, you know, insert automatic generic comment, but uh, yeah, yeah. no, I completely take that it was back. It going to two halves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of halves, half-time score was 11-8, so yeah, you could see it was not much was happening. Um, only other really good thing I'll talk about from the game was uh, yeah, the Matt Duffy subbed on, took an absolute screamer oh, of a crossfield kick for a try. So that was it's pretty good for a first touch. First time I've ever liked Matt Duffy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and otherwise, so good. Otherwise, look, the Bulls, you know, perhaps they lost this by turning down so many penalties. Um, they had quite a few chances. Very uncharacteristic of them, but had a few chances in the second half and they turned them down and go for the corner. So. And they kicked it dead. Mm. I think Stane went, oh, I've got to try it. No, it wasn't like Stane. No, no, it but... wasn't Stane. It was um, LeBoc. No, I was saying he came he... in and just bombed it big time. <laughs> he, he got he got a try and he thought, let's get more tries, boys. And it doesn't work for them. And is this the game that was four yellow cards or am I just... Um... Uh, I don't know. I... Mind, I, don't, I don't read big... I don't report the number of yellow cards on the pod like you do. Sure, I think there was four yellow cards in this too, team, but anyway. Um, all right. Uh, real quickly, match stats. Look, I mean... There was nothing really there. They just conceded loads of penalties. The, the only thing to note, Blues stole a couple of line-outs, so the Bulls are really lacking in that front. Fantasy man of the match was Tom Big Sauce Robinson. He returned, and a hell of a return. 63 starting. points, starting at number in the sixth six jersey. Listed as a lot. every week. Scored a try, nine tackles, eight carries, tackle bust and line break. He just, uh, absolute work rate, was a beast. Um, for the Bulls, there was Jandre Kruger, 47 points, and Jandre Rudolph uh, with uh, 47 points as well. You, you butchered those names. They I did. Different. I did. That's right. But, um, yeah, that will take us... That will do the entree. 
Uh, let's get on to the main course with that. So we're previewing round five. Um, and in round five, the Brumbies... Uh, sorry, the Buyers <laughs> are the Brumbies, Chiefs and Crusaders. And, A uh, big and, bye week. And whoever's versing the Waratahs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> Too easy. Um, Harry, why don't you take us away with the first picture? Yep. So Highlanders versus the Rebels. Uh, they did. DHP did say in the post-match presser that uh, they were expecting a few good players back. So Matty Tamua should be back from his groin injury. Luke Jones, we expect, back from his back injury just in time for Craigs to have dropped him and me to have picked him up. Yep. Not happy about that. Yep. We'll get to him in the uh, dessert as well. I've dropped his name in there. Although it's back injury. So you never know. Back, yeah, okay. back is in, it's behind him. Yeah, all right. Jordan Ulisi as well is rumoured to be back this week from his hammy tear. Uh, obviously, they had a rookie uh, on uh, starting for them this week. So Steve Mason, we'll he, see if he starts. He was a New Zealand under-20s, actually. You know, he was... he was Razor Robinson was the under-20s coach when he was the New Zealand under-20s. Right? Yeah, we'll no wonder ahead. he might be good there. I know, right? Yeah. That's right. big boy. is expected to come back from a knee injury for the Crusaders as well. <clears throat> no, he's actually in the Highlanders. Yeah, but, of sorry. Well, who said from sorry, the Crusaders? As in, sorry, he was in, he was in the Crusaders squad last year, and then he moved to the Highlanders this year. Oh, yeah, that was really thrown me with yeah, that. I, point. I don't know why you wrote sorry. that. No, it's just like I'm <laughs> saying he's come from the Crusaders system. He's another exciting um, outside back. So yeah, yeah, okay, mm. cool. All right, thanks for that. One. That's all right. No made me look like an idiot. <laughs> you made me look That's like an idiot. That's my job. So first of all, uh, in fact, it's under the roof. For that, Someone yeah. was saying, you know, can we give a weather preview, a weather forecast? <laughs> well. It's a week ahead, so it's sometimes hard, but I can guarantee you this one will be dry. Under the roof, maximum points, pick up Highlanders. You're starting to sound players. like some of these Instagram influencers. Like, look, many of you have asked for me to... Say, no one asked us for the weather preview. No, we have. No, some did. Oh, someone did? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. Right. yeah we, we, we just read our fans. We, uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we talk to the community. Yeah. Very good. Uh, look... <clears throat> Nelson, you've written, this is definitely your language, both teams have been poo. I don't necessarily <laughs> agree. Both teams cannot defend. I think that was Kagi. I did write that, yeah. They both okay. Well, we, there's common thought thrown down. Look, I think both teams actually look like they can put something together and attack the Highlanders more so than the Rebels, mm. but both have huge holes in defence. So I, I think it's fair to say that whichever team can hold the ball, if they can hold 60 to 65% of possession then they're more, more than likely uh, going to win this game. Uh, Michael Collins surely retains um, the 15 jersey you've said for the Highlanders. Um, he was good. He, I think that's probably fair, uh, sadly. No, I just meant he had a ripper game and he scored a lot of fantasy points, that's yeah, for sure. He did, so I mean, that's, I'm saying that's so not, devastating I, I, for Nelson and Josh Mackay. I'm saying well, that... not in my team. I'm saying that none of us, oh, like, exactly. Michael, none of us like Michael Collins, I'm saying that. Oh, so. okay. yeah. The 14 jersey, okay, so apparently they have said it is still up for grabs. They've tried Sarah Tompkinson, who is obviously on a, a ban and is probably the favourite for the jersey. They've got Chris Kurandrani and they've got Tima Finger Anuku, and they said they're waiting for someone to put their hand up and own the jersey. So, there's two more weeks where they're going to give those two guys a run, Kurandrani and Fenger and Nuku. I wouldn't be surprised if they get one week each, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, but they said as well they like a big body there. So, Josh Mackay looked better when he pushed over to the wing. But because of the fact that they essentially have the other wing locked down with... Uh, what's his name? Help me out here. My, my winger. <laughs> Joe no, Nareki? Joe Nareki as a smaller 85-kilo winger. They want a big body on the other side. I don't know. 
Um, <clears throat> the 1012 axis, it sounds like they're basically sold in Hunt Yuani. Mm. And despite Tay Walden so, being yeah. the senior player they talked about <clears throat> in the preseason and having the relationship already with Rob Thompson, I'm starting to I've, resign myself to the fact that he will not be getting a start. Look, I've, I've got a thought though. How many more times do they have to lose before they realise that's done? I'll say, I actually think... Because they'll have to change. I think Josh Iwani is getting better each week in the 12 jersey. That's all I'll say. Yeah, he Tony is. Brown thinks that putting Josh Iwani at 12 could help New Zealand in the long term. I'm not sure where he's getting that from. I genuinely love everything that comes out of Tony Brown's mouth, but... Uh, They're hope... saying they need to go back to a double, a two-playmaker 10-12. Has he watched... And Josh Iwani has all the skills in the front line and isn't a 15. Has he like seen any option. game that... Jack Goodhue has played so far this season because oh, that gosh. would probably tell him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anton Leonard Brown. Yeah, just, yeah. Oh, there's a few good guys there. <laughs> yeah. Nani no, no. Mape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Lahren's probably going to start over Frank Lamani. He's just playing too well, although Lamani's still a good pick just to sit on your bench mm-hmm. as a very good possible fantasy player that hasn't really had his chances yet. Mm-hmm. Um, if Magne is fit, we think he starts at 13, pushing English back to the bench. Reese Hodge probably not back. And Lock Manaki Selby Rickett could earn a debut with a few more injuries around the second row. Um, I think they said Parry Parry Parkinson's still struggling mm. with an ankle injury, and now Josh Dixon now battling away with his niggle from playing a couple both, of games in the row. Both, both from Nelson's teams. Yeah, both just injured. <laughs> like, my life sucks. <laughs> can you tell us who else you've got in your team so we can not, <laughs> not pick them ourselves? Um, both teams playing pretty similar styles. It should be a good game where they throw it around a little bit. Um, I just think the big question mark is surely Shannon Frizzell. It's time for him to deliver. I had him as one of my top Lucy's this year. Mm. If he starts and he's done nothing. He, still, yep. he's, he got 27 points last week after a card and an extended HIA. So, you know, it's, Highlanders, it's there. Highlanders it's there. by 12, I'm going to say. <clears throat> yeah, I'll back it. Oh, well, I'm going to say by more, sorry. Yeah, I've got no faith in Rebels. Yeah, look, that's fair. I'm going to be really generous to the Rebels if... They've got tomorrow and Lawrence. I think that worked a little bit better. So let's say by 10. Highlanders by 10. Very good. All right. Generous. Well, while you're talking, why don't you keep on talking and you can take us to the Suntars and the Lions. So this is going to be a pretty mud match is, is what I'm predicting. And that's not because necessarily it will be raining. But if it will be raining, the Waratahs will be losing. <laughs> um, in terms of returning, um, Andre Warner will be returning uh, after his ankle injury in round one. Both teams have had a pretty slow start. I think Tars are at the bottom of the Aussie Conference. Lions might be second last in their conference, if not last. Um, Waratahs, I hope they, well, both teams, I hope they did some soul-searching in this week off. Um, especially the Tars have been pushed to be playing a, a style of footy that we all want to see them play. I believe a lot of the players there can play, but right now it's just it's seeming too much for them. The, the loose style of footy, throwing the ball, all this stuff, it's just going to ground. And it is something that needs time. And I don't want to be the guy that poo-poos it and stops them trying to develop it. But if that's going to happen, they're going to have to make some subs because the guys that are there now are not able to do it. Yeah, they don't have they don't have enough good young subs. And look, I'm happy for them to waste their time, trying, not waste, to buy their time to trying develop. to learn how to play this. And we're going to have to settle with the fact that they're not going to be very good this look, year. Look, I mean... All other teams in Australia, maybe not the Rebels, they don't seem to bring in young guys. They just buy guys that have played for the Wallabies. But Reds, they're under-20s and stuff that have come through, junior Wallabies. Brumbies, they're junior Wallabies that have come through. They've added a winning mentality, and they've had experience winning against Kiwi sides. But for the for the Tars, it just hasn't translated yet. 
And I think maybe it's time we see some more of them. They need some big forwards. They're all soft. Mate, time we say goodbye to Holloway, mate. You had so much potential. You've pissed it up against a wall again and again. Yeah. You go back and drop down and work your way back up. And I'm sure he could work his way yeah. back up. Swinton needs to play six. He's he, the only yeah. physical player. He does not deserve to have Agreed. more time there. Simple enough for me, right? Well, forecast is less than one mil of uh, rain, possible shower. That could be too much for the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't know if their skills can handle that. Yeah, but look, other guys that could fill that role when we're talking to the back row is we have Will Harris and we have Pat Taffer. These are big bodies that can run hard and can play some tough footy. Yeah. Um, Will yeah. Harris has some, some of that experience winning against Kiwis as well. That's it. I was down at the Emerging Tars versus the Brumbies Runners uh, game last Friday night. So they had uh, Tars at a buy, so they put out their B team. And yeah, Will Harris is someone who I really want to see get a good crack. He looked spectacular for mine at that game. Um, and I think it's just, uh, he, he's the unlucky us, you know. Um, Harry Wilson's getting a fantastic opportunity up in Queensland. And yeah, yeah, we're looking we're looking for that number eight answer in, in it, Waratahs. Like, give, it give hurts it. to be a Waratahs fan and feel like our young guys don't get the crack that they could get elsewhere. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing that hurts more. Mm. Holloway doesn't deserve it anymore. Mm. He shouldn't be there anymore. Make him earn it. Give someone else a crack that has, yeah. has deserved it. Sadly, I agree. Um, that's all, that guys, that's all right. We're gonna have Ned Hannigan come back and save us. So oh, that... um, I think they have actually given up on him. Yeah, yeah, other other guys that have uh, come back through and, and looked good in that trial was Joey Walton and James Ram. Mm. Both guys, I mean, Joey Walton excited the shit out of me in pre-season in yeah. his trials. He looks really, really good. He deserves a crack at Super Rugby, even if it's off the bench. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's as an well, outside centre for everyone. Yeah, outside yeah, centre. Yeah. And James Ram, he's a fullback he's mainly. A, he's a fullback, yeah. Massive boon on him. Also looks comfortable against some decent competition. That's Joey Walton's the one I would see, because I don't think we have a good answer at 13. And I was just going to say, on, I agree. on that, um, other points from that trial game was uh, Tepai Moroa. Too early. Yeah. No, I, I just don't know if we're going to see him be any good. Like, he's just too big and he has one like direction and he, he he's basically time. the least he needs time man yeah, yeah alright he's time he needs time to get back into it and, and, and get into shape I think and the only other one I'll say is Mac Mason he just uh, he's, yeah. he can only kick 20 metres per touch mate you know like James Ram was just talking about 50 metres smashing them down but yeah. uh, Mac Mason oh he's not going to run either is he yeah. no. <laughs> so another person that I'm interested in is Similani Look, he made his appearance before the bye uh, off, off the bench behind Manuel Ras. So, I mean, the second guy that started ahead of him this season. Um, do a favour ev- for everyone and just give Similani a start. We all want to be seeing him. He offers more than Ras does and tons more than Duncan Matthews does, both in, in attack and defence. Um, and he'll offer my fantasy team heaps against Harry as well, so that'll be great. But look, the Lions line-out have been mud, even though Lions and Lion sound similar, they are mud at line outs. Uh, they've been losing roughly three a game. Not your best. Have you no. done 50 podcasts? Are you sure? Yeah, the Tars haven't been. You know, they can't all be winners, mate. Look at Let's you. Let's go back and count. Yeah, they can't all be winners. Look at you, mate. Um, the Tars haven't been much better, to be fair. So this could be just a terrible line out fest. Tars could actually have the strongest scrum of the two, uh, which is scary. But the Lions have also really been struggling in scrums to date. I genuinely think that it might be more like a rugby league lean in than an actual scrum. <laughs> the Lions matched. I will say the Lions did match up against the Stormers, though. I remember that they were talking all yeah. week, saying we're we're going to step up here, and they did. So, yeah. um, yeah. so I haven't heard so them I, say we're going to step up here against the well, Tars. Who, who, I don't think anyone's going to say that, to be honest. But um, um, but look, yes, I, I think this is going to be a game to see who wants to lose it the most. Um, mm. I, I would honestly lean towards the Lions with my brain but the Tars I would just want to back the Tars so I'm going to say the Tars are going to win this one 
in a very tight match. Very good. Uh, and that's out at Bankwest Stadium. We're going to head out and watch it. Chances? I'm in Melbourne. Friday night. Doing charity. Uh, yeah. No, I'm keen. A, possibly, yeah. I'm doing charity, mate. Very good. All right. Uh, let's take on to the next fixture. Hurricanes and the Sun Wolves. Yes, that's right. The once again Sun Wolves. Um, returning for this one, all we've really got is James Blackwell coming back from the old niggly toe injury um, that seems to be keeping everyone out these days. Flaufinger um, and someone else, I think. Um, yeah, one of the Kiwis. Yep, for this game. Blackwell. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff, guys. This is this is riveting. Um, now, for the uh, for the Sun Wolves, um, the only I guess confirmed news we have um, is Ben Teo and Chris Eaves are being rested this week. So the Sunwolves, you know, they've really got to keep their squad together for long term, you know, build for years to come, got to get a good rotation, rest <laughs> their players. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're just giving the rest. Um, well, are clearly not going to see Jordan Jackson Hope. Probably not going to see Jordan Jackson Hope. That's a good point, yeah. Um, he had a very short um, cameo in the Sunwolves. Um, and what, what did we say? Nine weeks, I thought we said in the... Yeah, it was a decent amount of time. Yeah, out for nine weeks. So no Jordan Jackson Hope. Um... Yeah, in this game, look, it's pretty simple. Hurricanes by how much? Um, La Marpe to score how many zillion fantasy points against me this week? Um, not this is the touring Sunwolves, of course. That's it. The yeah. only thing that any fantasy managers like me that are up against some some big Hurricanes can hope for is that despite being off a bye, uh, will the Hurricanes consider resting anyone after watching that red Sunwolves game well, last Sunwolves week? The Sunwolves are. Yeah, that's true. The Sunwolves are resting. <laughs> um, so, you know, they still need the two required uh, all-black rest weeks. So, I mean, this could be a game that you rest. I mean, who do they do have? They rumor rest, has <coughs> they could rest, Marpe they could rest on that list. Marpe, they could rest Jordy Barrett. Um, I've got a question. Who else? For feeder, I do, suppose. TJ Perinara. TJ Perinara. Do the Sunwolves really think that Ben Teo and Chris Eves did so much last <laughs> week that they need to be rested? Someone did say on uh, Twitter, the guys had that many rests from yellow cards, Ben Teo, so as if he yeah. actually needs a full game off. Yeah. All right. Ben Teo's like, oh, good, we're going to New Zealand. I actually would like a holiday, so I won't yeah. be playing. Just, <laughs> that's pretty much what he's saying. And Chris Eves is just going to go back with family, isn't he? Um, uh, yeah. Actually, I bet, I bet Chris Sayers, former Hurricanes player, just wants to be in the crowd and actually watch the game, you know, hang out with the guys, basically. But, uh, Probably. Yeah. All right, so, <clears throat> yeah, look, uh, the only thing to really mention in this, uh, Windy Wellington. Uh, supposed to be a very windy sun- Saturday afternoon game. So um, what effect will that have? Probably not much. Uh, if it's too, if it's, I think the Hurricanes just hold on to the ball like yeah. the whole time, basically. Just run at all costs. Uh, yeah. That's what I would do. Well, the, the Sunwolves don't defend anyway, so what else would you do? That's it. A defence-optional team, why would you kick it back to them? So, yeah, um, yeah it's for mine, look... Huge I'm gonna, points. I'm not going to talk long about this. Just Big. huge points. Pick up any Hurricanes if you can. Oh, 100%. Um, it's, it's just like the Reds last week. You know, if, if there's any outside... As we've said... Every, if, if he we, starts again. That's it. As we've said every week... Give him to me. They, they score well in the outside backs against the Sunwolves. They kind of... The Sunwolves have a tight defence in, in close and they leave their outside wings. That's where people get points. So... Yeah, if anyone is free, I suspect Ben Didn't Lamb, Jordy Barrett isn't. They defend like they defend in the centre. They stand in tight. <laughs> they stand in tight. Yes. They don't really defend. Yeah, they don't defend in tight. They just stand there. I got it. Good. I'll get slow on that one. All right. Yeah, um, right. yeah, I suspect Ben Lamb and Jordy Barrett will be taken, but um, whoever's right wing. I mean, look, I'm sure who's going to be playing. Yeah. So. Um, if he's available, though, I'd pick him up. Billy Proctor get another run, maybe. Yeah, look, if there's any, pretty much if they're not available, pick him up. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's the story right there. Um, yeah, that's. Pretty much all I want to talk about with that game. So, Sunwolves are... By how much? Um, I'm going to say Hurricanes by 25. I'm going to go... I mean, that might be too small. I'm going to go 35. I... Sorry, I'll take it back. Yeah, I'll, I'll say 38. 
Harry, what do you got? Uh, 45. All right, I'm going to 50 minutes. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> excellent. Um, all right, well, let's move on to the Reds and the Sharks, please, Harry. So, the Reds versus the Sharks. Uh, returning on this one, you got Filippo Dalgunu, who got banned for five weeks for a tip tackle after scoring four tries? Four tries. In that preseason fixture. Um, who knows? Was it five I mean, tries? Yeah, it was a lot. I don't know. It was, it was a lot of tries. But what I, what I can say is that Brad Thorne was incredibly unhappy with him and basically said he'd rather not get that card and uh, and take back all the other tries. So with the depth in the outside backs being so good at the moment, I don't know if he actually slides straight back into this team, but obviously he's on a long-term contract for the Wallabies and for Australia because they see something in him. He can also kick goals. So if you see his name pop up, with no one really locking down that kicking duty other than Jock Campbell on like 70% or whatever he's kicking. It's it's not a bad smoky pickup by any means, and he can score points. Yeah, sure. Uh, Lucanio M was rested last week as part of his, excuse me, Springbok rest weeks. As a starting Springbok, he was due three weeks. Remember, benchies are two weeks, and the other squad members are one week. So definitely keep an eye on those rests as the season un- unravels. Uh, the weather for this one, Brizzy City. Um is going to be 26 degrees thunderstorms guaranteed lock it in definitely won't be anything else a decent chance of a little bit of rain as well um so i think that will probably lean into the reds hands if we actually do get that rain coming through because to me this is really the opposite of what i expect when i see australia versus south africa this is going to be the the australian forwards (laughs) versus the south african backs (laughs) how exciting Yeah, oh, I'm actually really <laughs> looking forward to the game now. I'm really enjoying seeing the Reds play. Um, look, how much can we actually read into the Reds' performance is probably the big question. Uh, it was the total 80-minute performance we've been waiting for. Awesome in the forwards and the backs. But I think it's pretty fair to say that they, their competition was disinterested mm. and I'm not sure we should be getting too far ahead of ourselves. Um, the Sharks forward pack, I just don't think they're going to be able to actually stand up to the Reds. Their line-out is probably the worst in the competition. Mm. The Reds probably, their big weakness at the moment is how they defend the rolling ball. That's pretty much how they lost the end to the Jaguares. And if the Sharks can't win their own line-out, then it's fair to say that that's a massive weapon that they aren't going to be able to actually use against the, the Reds. Yep. Um, Jock Campbell, like I said, strength for strength. I just can't see them getting rid of him. And the, the depth out there is so good. Um, surely none of the outside backs can take a seat right now. Mm. Um, Harry Hooper, you know, we kind of mentioned him at the before. Is he actually a threat to the J.P. Smith's jersey? Um, yep. I think a lot of people are seeing big things for this guy. He's still pretty young. I think his body's kind of grown a little bit more this year. He's actually looking like he's probably more the right size to hold down a starting jersey. My gut feeling is that he probably won't get as many minutes this week as he did last week against the Sunwolves. He's probably going to be one of those props. They get 30 minutes most weeks, and then on the odd occasion gets a start. What do you guys think? Yeah, look, I think that could be a possibility. I wouldn't be overly surprised if he does take the spot. But, I mean, especially with some size on him, or he gets given the chance to try and do that. But I don't think it will necessarily happen straight away. And J.P. Smith's scrumming has been immense. Yeah. He's been, um, he hasn't been scoring at fantasy points for you, though. No, he hasn't. Uh, oh, he had one more that week. He um, actually got less than Hooper, like half a Hooper this week. Yeah, it's brick gutting to see that, just because <laughs> I was like, oh, man, J.P. Smith's stocks have just gone down big time. Uh, look, Tyler Paul, comments. We should, I, Tyler Paul, yeah? 
Why, why are you even mentioning his name? Like, because surely they sack him and put someone else in. Their line out sucks. They put a big body in there. He doesn't get over the ad line. He drops a lot of ball and he can't jump in the line. Or he's not helping their line said, We said this exact same mm. thing last week. Well, it needs to be said again. Hopefully the coach actually starts listening. <laughs> Everett. Yeah. Sean. No, I know you're the strength and conditioning coach. Tyler Paul Shockers, we said last week, put in Pepsi Butelesi. We want to see him in there. Give the young gun a go. Don't know that he's even on tour. Probably not. Um, look, the Sharks' high line Fly speed, mode. to me, me we, we could actually play quite well into the Reds' game plan. The Reds are throwing a lot of offloads. They're trying to get their hands free in the tackle and then uh, put the ball across the line. So expect James O'Connor to run at the line and then offload it. James O'Connor's playing so good at 10. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he's gone. Um, early days, but yeah, absolutely. Hunter Paisami runs those really good unders lines. So with that tight line, that high line speed again, I think you'll see them actually still try and play pretty tight to the line and having players like him actually hitting it. Mm. The, the, if It all depends how flat O'Connor is going to play as well. I mean, he's taking himself to the line a lot. So if there's yeah. a high line speed and he can get sort of his arms free, Paisami is going to be hitting those lines. Yeah, and the Rebels last week tried to play out the back a lot and try and go around them. I just don't think that's how the Reds are going to play it. I think they're going to play at them. They're going to have Taniella Tupo just licking his lips just run into some big bodies get over the game line he's looking back to his best this year Lucan Salakai Lotto Harry Wilson there's so many guys out there that can just get through that game line so I, I think it's a pretty tough matchup for the Red, the Sharkies saying that the Sharks they're going to have to outrazzle the Reds to win this one I think they're going to need another get big game from their back three I think important to remind everyone that Nkosi is back home in South Africa with his injury so he won't be coming in we get another game of Tumbleware just carving up in my opinion, probably a better player than Nkosi right now. The stir fry just isn't oh, wow. as consistent. Jeez, I, don't I don't care what jersey you've worn for what nation, mate. Tumway is a very, very good but he's I think Tumway is pretty good. Right. Better than Nkosi? I don't know. He's pre- he performed pretty well recently. But he's like the... He's he the, did the same he, for the But he's, he's the yeah. like for like Mapimpi. You know what I mean? You want the Mapimpi and then you want the beast mode on the other side as well. Nkosi is not beast mode, mate. He's pretty massive. He, he does the bump. Do you not, see Mapimpi on Madosh doing the bump? No, no, I don't see Nikosi doing that. Nikosi does the bump, mate. He's the bit of the bumper. I can't believe we know this little about the podcast. (laughs) All right, (laughs) keep keep going. Keep going. Yeah, that's right. I was was just going to say, how do you think? I I think, sorry, I should say the Reds to win. Reds to win? I think they'll win relatively comfortably. 10 points. I I think the Reds will win by a try. Um. Yeah, I'm just going to back the Reds. It's going yeah. to get on board. Yeah, but no. I just want to say, how do you think um, Brad Thorne will be training up um, uh, Hamish Stewart and Paisami for uh, Andre the Giant running at them? Do you reckon Brad Thorne will training? He's just, he's just running at them? He's like, look, I'll just sub in for Andre. Let's yeah, do it. Like, 100%. Just, yeah. Apparently he turned up and did uh, a workout with the boys. Didn't mm. do any warm-ups. He was like lifting 160 oh, inch. Yeah. And then he went to 180 or whatever after a couple of sets. And apparently he was like bossing most of the but players in, around without a warm-up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> in, in pre-season, Angus Blythe was saying, look, it's a little bit depressing when your coach is still lifting more than you in everything. You know, like, yeah. just classic. So the next game is the uh, Stormers and the Bulls. Uh, the Blues, sorry. Uh, returning, we're going to see Rico Shawani returning. Are we? Uh, we should be seeing him returning. That's more like it. He did go on tour. Um, yeah, he is on tour. Narawa is the man who I think is quite clearly going to be the one ready I'd, to go. I'd take him on tour as well, just so he doesn't leave and sign overseas. For, uh, <laughs> just take his phone off him and stuff like that as well. That's it. Um, so look, I think the, the composure of the Stormers here is going to going to be what sees them get over the the Blues. Um, the Stormers' line-out's been a real strength for them, whereas the Blues have been a little bit flaky when it's come to line-out time. Um, uh, the Stormers as well, 
they're going to take, we've been saying it each week, a 6-2 split. That's what they've been doing. And they've been trying to play real hard in tight with some of their forwards before they're sort of using a bit more of their width. Vilemsi's got great control of this team. Um, but it will be interesting to see how these Blues can, can man up. Um, I don't think the confidence from that, that um, win, last second win last week, will just, you know, yeah. moving forward. Hopefully. Um, look, I mean, oh, I think this has got potential to be a really exciting game. Mm-hmm. It really does have a lot of potential to do it. Um, look, I think the, the James Parsons injury is going to really hurt the Blues as well with Kurt Eklund coming in to, to start. Here's an idea. We've tapped on it before. How about the the Hurricanes lend the Blues a Safo more? Oh, no. To mm. just... Please. How good would that be? You should, 100%. Oh, they would be so much better. Like, if you're ahead of New Zealand rugby, make this shit happen. Yeah. They've, they've, got a, they've got a central system, don't they? Come on. Yeah, they do, apparently. Anyway. Um, look, uh, the, an interesting thing is going to be how that sort of 10 15, um, 10 12 15 sort of setup works for them. Mm. It was the return of Terry Black at 10. Perifetta looked really quite good at 15. Um, he's had times that he's been shining at 10. He's also had times where he's probably been a little bit absent at 10. Um, and I think one of the things that Black adds is his ability to kick for position and, and kick a whole lot better, which will probably be important against the Stormers here. Try to put them back into their own um, half, keep them back out, out of their own sort of red zone. Um, mind you, they're going to be kicking to touch and they suck at lineouts. So I don't know how good that's going to be for them, but at least it's going to keep them out of their own defensive zone. Mm. Um, the other option is, I mean, we could see one of them filling that 10 jersey and we see Matt Duffy come back into that fullback role, something Harry would hate to see. Is that correct, Harry? Yeah. You don't like his face? I just don't think he's that good. Look, I think he's got some, some definite skills. All black Matt Duffy. Mate, he's got some definite skills. He can finish in a corner. He can do things like that. He quite clearly can take so cross put him on the wing. Yeah, That's he... why they brought him on last week. It's true. They did bring him on. So he's not playing 15-man per franchise. You don't nickname a guy per franchise and then not start him. <laughs> I quite liked him. He had 60 minutes. Uh, Imoni... Some per bench. Imoni Narawa, who uh, got his first start last week on the wing. Yep. I quite liked him, but... Um, Look, he basically got zero opportunities. Yeah. So um, I don't. I, unfortunately, ex- I don't see him starting again this week. Yeah. He's not going to. I mean, he's got the competition of Rico. He also soon to are uh, coming back. Who's mm. yes, centre slash Tanya Lee. Tanya Look, people Tanya keep Lee. asking us about him. There's no word. They yeah, did there's... release a list of players maybe back for round six, and he wasn't. One I think. I think we need to do. We need to get in contact with um, Jared at the, oh, yeah. uh, the Blues, mate. Get, yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can get some inside scoop sure. on that. But um, no, Nara- But uh, one thing I guess we didn't mention on was Narawa. Um, sorry, I know I'm going on about it, but against the Bulls, uh, against the the, the Bulls, uh, Berger Odendahl's yellow card. Did we oh. talk about that? Uh, yeah, he the came in for a tackle. It was a shoulder yeah. like to the middle of the face. Like you, they <laughs> slow motor and you saw Narawa's head just like shrink and then bounce back. That was um, the most blatant red card I've ever seen. I saw a title from an article when I was browsing <laughs> through a few things. Berger and Odendahl was cl- quoted saying, I was just glad it was only yellow. Yeah. <laughs> he thought he was done. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe it. They were like, oh, mitigating factors are that he ducked. It's like, so what, based yeah. on your current rules, man? I, I agree. Hmm. Um, look, surely Fayani comes back in as, as a front runner over Plummer at 12. Look, a bit of a weird sort of thing. Experiment, yeah. I mean, Plummer yeah. did play 12 in the under-20s for the New yeah. Zealand. Oh, uh, still... It wasn't so much that he played 12, it's that he's junk. Yeah. <laughs> That was my main thing I was worried about. I thought it was quite weird. Mm. Look, he didn't do much on the field other than miss tackles um, and look a bit of a a wet pillow out there. But look, another thing that I'd be interested to see, I I don't know if we will, but Mm. surely this is going to be one of the matches that we could see it, 
is do we finally get to see Rickus Pretorius have a crack? Or Rickus is Pretorius. Dobson just lying to us? Lying through his teeth? So I we think, think we're going to see Pretorius. I think he's not as good a guy I, as we thought he I was. I reckon he's a nine truths, one lie type of bloke, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. he just, he tries to, you know, just keep, you in, keep you in your toes. That's it. So what do we see here happening, boys? How much of the Storm is going to win this one by? Or do you think the Blues can take this? I can't see the Storm is losing this at home. It's not a good matchup for them. It's the fortress in Newlands. Yeah, it's not a good matchup for them. I think to beat the Stormers, you need to be able to actually muscle their pack a little bit. Yeah. And that's not the Blues. No, yeah. definitely not. not gonna Look, I'm going to say Stormers by trying a couple... Penalties of 13 points. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to score many. I'm going to say not many no. points in this game. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, it'll be low scoring because their defence is rock solid, but they still Storm. aren't actually scoring a lot themselves. Let's say Storm 20 to 14, 6 points. Very good. No, I'm yeah. going to say Stormers by 10, so there you go. Okay. Because I'm saying the Blues aren't going to score much at all. All right, um, let's roll on to the Bulls and the Haguares, the last game of round five. Um, returning for this one... We're gonna ha- we are going to have Santiago Carreras. Just he was rested last week. We assume. We assume. Sorry. I hope. Yeah. When we get a <laughs> because the Haguaros don't release our tra- uh, their team until it's far too late. We obviously always rely on the ever reliable Paul Tate at Argentina twenty twenty. What is it? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty eight. I forget. I should know. <laughs> We're gonna check that. Yeah, but, it'll be um, that. One of the. If you don't follow no, Paul Tate, if you listen to this podcast and you don't follow Paul Tate already, what are you doing? We should, be, we should at least be picking World Cup years. Very good. Um, so yeah, um, other players returning. Geronimo De La Fuente. Um, he was pulled pre-game. Haven't really heard anything about him yet. But Captain De La Fuente. De La he's Fuente, on tour. He's on tour. So yeah, it's a two-week tour. It's a two-week tour. We expect him to play. But he was, was he was <laughs> named he was named last week and then pulled pre-game. So, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he didn't recover. So yeah, no, expect him to play um, this game. Haguar, basically, what we said in the in the pre in the review was uh, look, the Haguaris has got to turn up from the first whistle, really, not the last quarter. Um, yeah. You know, I think they I think they actually really need to bag this win after um, losing to the Stormers, uh, losing to yeah the Stormers, um, and a pretty informed Sharks team that they haven't come up against yet. So uh, who have been on tour and bags some points. That's it. So you know, we were thinking um, they'll just easily take out the that conference, no worries. But I think they they're going to need to get a, a win, at least one win, overseas over in mm. South Africa. So um, yeah, um, I think I, I think they'll certainly be helped in that endeavour by a few big names coming back. So as Harry said last week, kind of a bit of a B side. So. So those big names, really simply, uh, Julian Montoya, um, Montoya, uh, Montoya, Vivas, Marco Vivas didn't start. Marco Vivas, Guido Petty, um, and as we said, Santiago Carreras, we expect to be back starting. Thomas Lozana, did he end up starting? I he did. He did. He was Brini starting. No, Brady was eight. Lozana was. Gorison. No, uh, oh no, that's right. Otega Desio got flown home with a late injury. Sorry. Yes. So Otega Desio will not be playing this week. Um, fun fact. Unless nope. he um, likes flying. True. Unless that's freaking fly points. Um, yes. Uh, so, um, yeah, in this, I guess, look, physicality will be the name of the game in this game. Um, you know, I, again, the old 6-2 benches, I think. Um, it's quite clear how both these teams play. It's going to be very much like a test match. Kicking for territory, kicking penalty goals, um, and just about muscling up, really. Um, I think uh, the Bulls... The Bulls' line-out has been particularly weak, so we were just talking about how terrible the Blues were, but uh, the Blues still managed to pinch two from the Bulls last mm. week. So, um, no, the Bulls That's have been... That's concerning. It is, right? The, Bull, the, <laughs> the Bulls' line-out has been awful. After They, they lost, obviously, RG Snyme and Lou <clears throat> Diago, you know, pretty much the kings of the line-out, um, but they just haven't replaced them with anyone. So, I've got Andres Ferreira, who you don't really lift. The only guy they've got is 34-year-old 
John Jay Kruger or Ducree, as they say. They, they say Kruger Ducree, like Kree is how they're South African say it. So someone's going to have to tell me how that actually works because it, it bloody looks like Kruger, mate. Uh, I don't know if there's just an accent there or how that works. Um, Kruger National Park? Yeah, well, literally listen to the commentators how they say his name. It blows my mind every time. But, okay. Um, but then again, almost everything the commentators, South African commentators say blow my mind because they're That's true. Uh, <laughs> they're still excited to watch the Bulls play so they've lost all credibility from me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it um, I don't know if I said this but Hagerose are going to need to cut down on their turnovers they conceded 20 turnovers last week so um, yeah that's something they will not want to be doing um, because the Bulls will just put them back down in their half so yes uh, currently weather looks to be like two chances of rain so um, in Pretoria it's obviously early days but um, if it's raining again it's just going to come down to discipline so Apart from lots of turnovers, there's lots of penalties in the game, um, the Bulls game last week. So, um, yeah, it's going to be about who who has the superior discipline. Um, and like I said, I think it was four yellow cards in the Bulls-Blues Bull, Bulls, Blues game. So, yeah, that's going to be really important against the Haguaris. Um But, yeah, um, I think the Jags should win this. Uh, the Bulls really have been awful. Um, but then again, Mornay Stain scored a bloody try, So and the Southern Conference is always a flip of a coin. So... Who knows? What do you guys reckon? Look, I think the my issue is the Bulls haven't shown a much much ability to score tries. Mm. I mean, if your try is accidentally Mornay scoring a try, that almost doesn't count. I think the Jags are going to win this because they will find themselves over the line a couple of times. Then the but they'll have a few penalties scored against them as well. So maybe they'll get ahead by four points. Very good, Harry. Your thoughts? Haguare uh, is by nine. Nice. Very good. And I just thought, actually, one more point on it, just while I we did give a shout-out to Paul Tate. Um, worth mentioning, so, I mean, I uh, did drop Santiago Carreras after being rested this week. Uh, Harry picked him straight up. Yeah, so anyone else? Harry's, any other picking, guns Harry's been you... picking up all my guns that I kept dropping, so this is probably why I'm losing. But, um, no, anyway, we did we asked Paul just to clarify, like, the hierarchy in 2020. So he said, definitely, Santiago Carreras is their number 115. Behind that, Buffelli, Cruz, Magia, and Tuchelet. I didn't realise Tuchelet's still around, but... Um, uh, and then for 14, Delgi and then Cancellieri. So they were saying Cancellieri was just getting a run for, um, in terms of rotating the players around. You know, they've got to manage their squad. And in the 11 jersey, Buffelli is number one and uh, Matteo Carreras, who we haven't yet seen. Very exciting young players. Not, he's not actually the brother of Santiago Carreras, but um, he's... And also, Buffelli's their best outside back, so I can't really see him getting a start unless... There's some injuries and Buffelli moves the fullback or something like that. So yeah. just thought that was some valuable insight on the hierarchy of the Haguaras outside backs because they are gun. Very valuable. Fantasy goal. Classic Paul Tate just giving us super good detail. How good. How good. What a ledge. <laughs> um, excellent. All right. Well, with that, um, I think it could be time to move on to... What you gonna, what you gonna do with that dessert? Do what, do what, that, And tonight's dessert brought to you once again, or is it by 15... Oh, we got veggie chips. Nelson's eating veggie <laughs> chips currently. So uh, veggie chips, if you want to give us some free... A uh, few, few free cards of those. Apparently you only need to give, give it to us once or twice. And Less than 100 calories per 20 gram That's it. In fact, you know, I saw that there's a whole bunch of 15 gelato over at the Weatherman... <laughs> Blake Palmer's house, uh, and it's not in our fridge, so... The um, weatherman's. Gonna have to, yeah, some questions are being asked here, definitely, um, but no, anyway, 15 gelato, 15... I'm outraged. Look, I'm actually part of the committee organising the Bucks 
for the the owner of 15 gelato and that's going to be a pretty shitty bucks if i don't get some gelato (laughs) real soon that's true um Nelson is petty like that, Nat Pag, so you better watch out, mate. Um, but no, yeah, 15 Gelato, healthy protein pack, Gelato, F-I-F-T-E-I-N. It's how to stay trim like me. Oh, God. Oh, shit, I've been eating the wrong Gelato, I guess, my bad. Um, all right, so anyway, for dessert, we t- want to do something different this week. Harry just threw it out there on Twitter for any listener questions for tonight. So we've previously done that when we've had guests on the pod, so we've said any questions for Morgs um, or Sumo, some of our... Paul, some of our good guests, but... Um, Tonight, we just thought we'd throw it out there. Any questions that have been on any fantasy managers' minds? And um, and we got a few in, in a couple of hours. So thank you for um, getting back to us. And um, yeah, there were some good questions. So who wants to take us through the first one? Harry, why don't you take us through the first question, even though it uh, perter- pertains to me the most? <laughs> okay. I'll let you go to the point that you want. Okay. Uh, and then we can all correct you. Excellent. At Mitch Evans94, uh, our number one patron. Correct. Yep. Big fan of Mitch Evans. Always, Always. Hold, hold a special place in our And home. he also knows a lot more than David Cargrig. Yeah, yeah, he would just sub him in. I reckon straight sub him. Yeah, so do I. Does he have the dulcet tones? Does he want to come on the, yeah, on the pod? Yeah, that's true. Mitch, do you have dulcet tones? Someone's like, got to manage your two nasally ass voices. Yeah, so, if he can so. send us a, a sound recording. Yeah, just, just a sound bite, Mitch. We'll yes. see if, you can, uh, if you're worth an audition, all right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so his question was, how much longer the voice should we from hold the on? <laughs> how much longer should we hold on to Akira Yuwani? Yeah, don't do that. Get rid of that was dulcet tones. No, that was not no, dulcet. No, that was yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit tones. How early do we pick up Artie Sevilla and Malcolm Marks? Now I've done my research, <laughs> but let's let Kagi start with Akira. So <clears throat> Kiriwani is a must-hold, definite lock. Hold on to him. My boy's coming back, and he's going to work his way up to top back row of the what season. What round did you pick in this year? I may have picked him in second in the in the draft, so he was our. Well, didn't you pick sixteenth pick or something? Yeah, you were first choice, so you were sixteenth. I think I picked. A, no, well, I, had, I, I, had a double, I had a double pick. Know, it was yeah. Akira and all. Somehow you guys let him <clears throat> come all the way back. But um, uh, no, Akira Wani. Look, the real sad thing is that obviously he's not playing again this week because he didn't go on tour. I did uh, talking earlier about how how much is Nelson um, willing to sacrifice to like you know go over there and give Falafa Ingo some free podiatry. I did call the Blues. I offered to send Akira over in business class, but they just <laughs> they just wouldn't uh, wouldn't back it. So um, look, what what more can I do? But uh, no, so he won't be playing this week. Um, next week we'll have to see. Hoskins to Tutu has been pretty unbelievable, I will say. Um, but I mean, Akira is the man. Yep. So we all agree we should trade him. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, peanuts. I, I honestly don't think you should hold him. Uh, Hoskins to Tutu okay. has been way too strong. They've actually said they can't hold more than one special estate in the 23-man squad. So, so yes, when he's in New Zealand, he is more of a chance to actually get a start because they might actually just throw him in the mix. But when he's not in New Zealand, I think he's in huge trouble. Yeah. Um, and, you, and you'd never know if he is going to start. Even if he gets a start, you don't know if he's going to start the next well, week. All I'll say is that if Akira is, even though Harry's has said they don't see room for him on the bench, if he is on the bench... I play him off the bench because he only needs 30 minutes to absolutely kill it. He won't be on the bench. He won't be there. They said it. He he was already one week for Hoskins. He was on the bench. Yeah, that's when they were giving him a chance to not start. That was a waste of space. Look, he's got a buy-in. They've got a buy-in round nine. This is round five. He's not playing. Correct. Round six, they're in Wellington. So unless they fly him down there and give Satutu a rest, Mm -hmm. he's unlikely. Then they're at home for a couple of games where you might see him get a run. Mm -hmm. After the buy, they play the Crusaders in Christchurch. He's not getting a run there. That's his game right there. 
So, like, realistically, I think he's probably good for maybe a couple of games up to round 11. That would be my pick. Well, look, again, if, you, if, if you're going to take my advice and hold him, you're probably going to end up on the bottom of the table like I am. So. Yeah. Look, I, I think trade. You'll get good value <clears throat> for him. That's the thing. I think, look, I think right now you're not going to get good value from him. But if he starts... Please, mate, still the name. No, no, but if he starts a match, that's when you're going to get good value. When he is starting, because he will he quite could potentially start a match... That's when you try to trade right like Kagi always would and go, mate, look, he's going to start every week. Someone told me. If you're a manager and you have a Kiriwan in your team and he's starting and you manage to trade him, that's, that's incredible self-discipline like I've never seen. So that's mm. awesome. Adi Sevilla was the next one he asked about. So look, originally with his uh, off-season knee surgery, he was due back in, I think, June, five or six months out. And they were saying that he would be back maybe for the finals if he's lucky. They said he's way ahead of the game. They said three to four months instead, mm. which puts him like March, April. There was a report I was looking at the other day saying that he could be back at round seven at the earliest. But now, that that seemed, would make you concerned, yeah? That makes... Well, it's not... It can't be an ACL. They've never released what the injury was. Yeah. It could be... It could. It may well be like an MCL or LCL, like a secondary ligament in the yeah. knee, which it's actually not completely unreasonable. And look, he's figured it out. I mean, we had Waseki Naholo with the um, Fijian witch doctor um, remedies. Artie's Must be doing it. No, no Artie... Artie has figured out TikTok remedies, mate. He has this ah. rehab plan. He gets all the TikTok dancers no. in there. and um, But he's I mean, just... he's still he... worried about the twisting on TikTok, actually. Yeah, maybe it is an ACL. <laughs> oh, true. Ooh. I don't yeah, know. Okay, i got one more point to add, though. Mm. He's been saying that he wouldn't mind playing league. We all know league players love to do performance-enhancing drugs. Oh. Maybe he's had a few meetings with them, yeah. and that's why he's feeling better. Just so. to be fair, these are Nelson's thoughts alone. Um, yeah, yeah. Just so, saying. I do think rugby leagues are dogs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, You've got to so, mention on our podcast, mate. So Jeez. just quickly, just quickly, the buys. This week you got Brumby's Chiefs Crusaders. Round six is just the Stormers, and round seven is just the Rebels. So, realistically, if you can look at your loose forwards and you've only got one loose forward on a buy in the next three or four weeks, I would pick him up now. Yeah. Or don't, you know, just like also just run stuff your team up. Like or that. trade him to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I would, I'd be looking to get him ASAP. That's my answer. Very good. And, uh, Nels, why don't you give us the Malcolm Marks, uh, the latest on him? Um, yeah, look, I mean, Malcolm Marks, is, he's literally not coming back until June unless there's an update, which we haven't heard about. Yeah. So, so I'd hold off. I wouldn't be rushing to pick this guy up. We'd have a guy in our team, AJ, who's just picking everyone up, even if he's never heard if they're coming back or not. And he doesn't even have Malcolm Marks. He's got Bodie Barry. <laughs> he's got Sophia. He doesn't even have Marks. How did, how did he go last week? <laughs> yeah, clarify that for us. <laughs> he, he versus Has anyone team. ever heard Nelson speechless? Oh my god! <laughs> my team got the mumps. <laughs> All of them got injured. So yeah, look, stay away from Malcolm Marks. But yeah, essentially, he's he's over in Japan playing the whole season, and that season finishes to basically at the end of May for June. So he's he's coming back to play for the box really for That's, finals. Yeah. Well, for no, the Lions won't play, be in finals, play so. a few games. Nope, not in Super Rugby. You're a contracted player. Right. Okay. Yeah. So and we redraft for finals. So no point picking them up early. That's it, and and like talking about more pl- more players that might be coming back will kind of lead us into our next question. So that was Mitch. Our next question by Alex North uh, ninety four. Harry, we're not doing that question last. It's the long we're, question. We're running straight into it. Um, yeah, basically any players that we are. So he asked, are there any players we're excited about um, but still waiting to debut this year? So for example, Similani, 
um, who I said will queue three hours of Nelson chat for this, um, or Bowden Barrett, etc. So they don't necessarily That'll have be to... a separate pod. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. So we're not saying they don't necessarily have to be a rookie. They might have played, come off the bench for you know a short little cameo. But yeah, who hasn't had a proper crack? Look, yet? We've, we've listened to Alex on everything other than debut, mm. and we thought he was just being a little bit loose with that because Similani has played a little bit, a few minutes in, mm. the, in his last matchup. So we've just had a little bit of creative license there and said guys that haven't had the crack that we want to see. And that we think we'll be doing well. That's it. Well, why don't we just take, what, two two apiece and go through this? Sounds so. good, mate. All right. Well, Yako Creel off the bat. So uh, we're, I think we're pretty excited to see him return to Super Rugby. Um, so he signed three signed for three years with the Lions. Um, I think the latest we've got on Yako is that he's still not going to be back till towards mid, towards the end of March. March or April. March or April, yeah. So... Um, he, uh, he had a an pretty serious ankle injury, and he's just working his way through that and then also getting back up to match fitness. So I think he essentially overseas, I think he's playing for Glasgow, I'm not sure on that, but he has just been injured an awful lot of his time over there. Hadn't really had a good run, so um, he's now come back to the place where he's played his best rugby, and um, boy, he was one hell of a fantasy player. So excited to see Yako Creel in. I'm sure we'll talk about him in weeks. He's just going to be nervous about his injuries and that, that history in recent years. Yeah, it's a long time ago that he was as good as he was, but he was a weapon he back was in the day. But he's also kind of just what the the Lions need. I mean, I know Manus Skuman has been, been absolutely is crushing he? it, but um, well, I just feel Perhaps like... Skuman, mate. Look, I, I think all he's going to do is hurt Skuman's minutes and hurt Skuman's points. Yeah, so that's probably the more important thing I think to take out of that. Yeah, it's going to drive Skuman's mm. price down. So if you can sub him before he comes back, that's probably the way to look at it. That's true. That will be a very important trade. Very good. Um, all right, next bloke uh, I'll mention was Taniello Talea. So we said, um, we mentioned earlier, there's been no whispers on what is wrong with him and when we expect him back, but he was certainly one that all, a lot of fantasy managers have been asking us about and uh, we're excited about. So we're excited to see him come back. Sorry, just quickly, Yako Creel was the third-ranked loose forward, 39.1 average behind Sean McMahon and Adi Severe in his last season in 2018. There you go. I mean, so not that long ago. Exactly. What more? What more do you need? Um, yeah, Tanya Tulea, young. He's listed as a centre. Um, he has played a fair bit of centre, but for the Blues and the Super Rugby, he's just played on the wing. Huge body, a lot of boom for Justin Marshall, and um, scores tries. So excited to see him. Uh, Jordan Ulisi, the prince that was promised. <laughs> Again and again and again. We just want to see him live up to his potential. Uh, look, I actually don't necessarily think from a fantasy point of view he's going to be too solid because Anand Rangi just is going to take too much game time off him. But I just want to see him play. I'm excited to see him play. Yeah, I think the one... Only because I've been waiting for so many years. Mm. Yeah, I think he's 23 now. Yeah, it's uh, getting look, old. This feels very similar. <laughs> no, look, this feels very similar to Patea at the moment, you know? Like, yeah. early injuries... It, it would make me very nervous, especially with Rangi there, who's performing well. But we just want to see this guy have a crack. Yeah, Nelson and I were just talking before the pod about... He just has the he has pretty much the same physical measurements. Maybe a tiny bit heavier than Malcolm Marks. A tiny bit heavier, a tiny bit taller. He, he, and he just has that type of frame where, like, you know, he, he can make big carries and he can really get over the ball really easily. So, Can't know, throw into a if he can If he can fulfill the potential... <laughs> and, and look, the Wallabies must have must have seen something in him because they would constantly be taking oh, him on Let's not act like the Wallabies see stuff. That's true, they see nothing. At least he's on a New South Wales rugby, let's say that way. That's true. Yes. He'd never get a chance. That's true. Kenny Noholo. Excited uh, about him. Look, do we think he's going to get game time? There's not really a spot open. I think that's his biggest problem. Hmm. Sean Wanui, Ateni, Nana Satoro. 
uh, any any of their outside backs really should have Stevenson. No, I'm just assuming Alamalo and Damian McKenzie have two spots. <laughs> okay, well, it's, I know it's it's basically it's all the competition for the other one. You're pretty much just <clears throat> if you're picking up Keeney, you're just waiting for Damian McKenzie to for that injury that we know all know is coming that season-ending injury. So Alamalo back to fullback. Yeah, yeah. Alamalo, that back. is what happened last year. Yeah, Alamalo yeah. to fullback. That's no, right, mate. There's like a there's like an 11 percent chance that Damian McKenzie does his ACL in the next two seasons. So don't worry about that. All right, no, no yeah, we're all excited about Keeney and Alamalo, but unfortunately, we don't think we'll see him. So yeah. Uh, look, the next two are Will Harris, a guy that we've sort of touched on. Pretty similar mould uh, to Harry Wilson, mm. upper Queensland Reds. He actually pushed him out of that position. He is a guy that what we... Position? Tell us number more. eight. Four. Uh, for the Australian under-20s. Sorry, yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. Mm. Um, yeah, look, he, he's a guy that I think probably deserves a crack, and we, we touched on it before. But he's got an ability to run really solid, be solid in defence... Could, could be a pretty solid guy, a pretty mm. pro- solid prospect for the, the Wallabies in the future. Also and in the line-outs as well. Sure, it can't be long until the Waratahs start going looking for something a little bit more experimental too. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, give this guy a crack. Uh, another guy that we're, we're all excited to see, but Dobson's been breaking our hearts, is Rickus Pretorius. Um, he's, uh, I mean, he's been really exciting uh, throughout the Curry Cup. But he seems to not really be favoured there. We thought he was going to have a crack after two or three rounds in the centres. Mm. Um, they him back. Yeah, but he, so I don't know if we will see him anytime soon. But he's going to have a crack. At Jamie some point. Roberts has been playing well. That's his problem. Yeah, mm. he'll have a crack at some point. His name's not just fun to say. He's a good player. So. Yes, he's a spell, and the spell has not been cast on Dobson. No. Very good. All right. Um, another few, couple of Aussie players. Uh, Lachlan McCaffrey. So, absolutely was crushing it last year, starting at number eight for the Brumbies. He um, only returned late to Brumbies pre-season training. Um, and it's just been... From getting, Japan. From, from Japan. So, had, a, had off-season in Japan. And has just kind of been getting back into the swing of things. So, um, I His mean... His problem is that Pete Sami's form's been so good. I was just going to say, Pete Sami's been killing it. So, um... Yeah, I mean, the, the Brummies did a really good job last year of managing their plethora of back, back rowers, which I've said before. You know, they've got Valentini, Jerome Brown, Pete Samu, Lockie McCaffrey, Tom Cusack, Will Miller. So I, I think Valentini is probably the, the opportunity that he has. He's playing better than he has in his first season or mm. first two seasons, is it? Is that because he's played That's more than like two games? Are they getting yeah, well, that helps. Look, but like, I, I still think Lockie McCaffrey has a lot more versatility and some adline. Mm. Look, I think Valentini showed on the weekend he, he can add a lot, and that was a game that they were moving forward. They were looking pretty solid, but he was solid and has been solid in defence, has been solid in attack. Yeah. I think the the way that those back threes are playing together is something that's really important. Will Miller, he, he's been outstanding. Sorry to Cusack, but I think he's been filling that role perfectly and slotting together with, with the other two guys. Very good. All right, and Jack Maddox, um, a player that most fantasy managers will be very familiar with last year, probably the top try scorer for the Melbourne Rebels last year. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, just a man who knows how to find the try line and um, a lot of skills, good running game, good metres. He's at the Tars. Uh, if we were listening to the Rugby Ruckus podcast, they interviewed Rob Penny, Coach Rob Penny, and um, Pe- Rob did make go ahead to make a point that he would say that Jack Maddox will definitely play some 15 at some point throughout the year, which is really great because... Yeah. That's where Jack wants to play. He's stated that he wants to be 15. Um, so that will probably mean Kirtley Beals either having a rest those or weeks 12. or in a 12 or something like that. Mm. But um, but I think we can expect to see certainly some more of Jack Maddox starting on the wing um, or in, and their fullback at some point. So excited for him. And another Waratahs player, who's going for him? 
Siosifa uh, Lasilla. So he's mm. another man, a Japanese player that Rob Penny brought across. Just a big unit winger. I think, Craig, you were saying that you saw him in the development side as I well. I saw him at the Emerging Tars on Friday. He absolutely sat down a couple of Brumbies fullbacks. Classic um, giant unit Japanese winger that will never get the opportunity he deserves at an international he, level. Just let's to be, put it out there, sevens, Japanese sevens player. True. He, he's actually, um, he's just to give you more of an idea, he's, he's more of a Solomon Kata type of build. So he's short, stocky, mm. big legs. Wide shoulders, not yeah, not very tall. Very though. Japanese, but yeah, very Japanese. But just no, he uh, he looks the goods. Yeah, absolutely. And he, and Rob Penny said that essentially they're playing the exact same style. The Waratahs is what his Japanese side were, mm. uh, so he's very familiar with their patterns as well, which is a big leg up for him. Yeah, great. Because the Waratahs aren't. Mm. Uh, Tariki Ben Nicholas, a man that again, I feel like I'm just yeah, listing off your fantasy you wish list here, Craig's. That's it. Did um, I write this list or something? Yeah. Tu Michaela Michaela Tu. Marino, Michaeli too. Thank you. That's right. Has been very, very good, but obviously Tariki Ben Nicholas has got big wraps on him. So I I would like to see him get some game time. Uh, He did come on at number eight off the bench for once rather than on the wing last weekend. So (laughs) did even even last week that was weird in the scrums. Like they they kept swapping. Two was at eight, and Nicholas was on the wing. uh, Sorry, on the the side, and then they swapped. He was at eight. Two was on the side. I was like, just pick one. You know, anyway. Maybe they think that uh, one of them is not that good as a defender. Could do, but um, no, just a player I'm really excited about. But um, yeah, I think he's he's his first season in Super Rugby too. He's been around. He hasn't played much, but he's been around for a couple of seasons. So yep, see how they go. Look, I think this next one's almost a list of players. It's if you're in the back row for the Crusaders and uh, you haven't had a crack yet. Look, everyone in their side is pretty exciting. Billy Hamon. We're super excited to see him have a crack at some point. It's the only Havili. He had a crack last weekend. It's worth saying Harmon was, yeah. for all, in, all intents and purposes, the incumbent in yeah. the seven jersey. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and Sione Havili, he had a, a bit of a chance last weekend and, and looked good with ball in hand. I think he got mistaken for one of the props because he ran over a few guys. Uh, and he's just a very solid player. Um, all round, but with the competition of um, Cullen Grace, who's been very good over the last few weeks, Tom Christie, who his work rate has been outstanding. I'd say his work rate has been above Hooper. Um, Christie, he's been making just bulk tackles every single week and doesn't seem to be missing any really. Uh, I think he had tw- he had twenty three tackles last week. Wow, crazy! And it's like that pretty much every week. Talk about going to work to try and hold down that position, Jesus. One hundred percent. And he's got a bit of those several Reese ears about him, you know, sticking out the side <laughs> of his head. So you know he's got to he's got to be good. Um, and the other guy is Luke Jones. Luke Jones was, I think, he was the seventh lock last year. Don't say sixth lock Don't last say. year. So I mean, he could have the crack back. What are you going? I was waiting for Harry. To, I, was yeah. wait, I was just waiting for Harry to say that I, I, was I dropped for him from my team last week, yeah. and Harry snapped him up at the time. A crack back at that starting jersey within these next few weeks. He was thirty points per game last season. He looks good in D Mac and Cheese. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, he also had zero point four six points per minute, which is very large if you're getting some decent minutes. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely a spot open there for him. Um, yeah. Haylet, Ross Haylett Petty's been okay. But he no, hasn't he been any Luke Jones. Last week it, there was Philip, Luke Jones, and Adam Coleman. So this year, last year, can maybe. I say last week? Yeah, l- yeah, last year. This year there is no Coleman, so surely it's Jones and Phillips all day. So maybe you'll see him less playing in the flank at number six because they have a lot of back rowers, yeah. which but, might hurt him a little bit playing in a the little box, bit. Yeah, but 
Yeah, it's not going to affect his work rate, though. But um, Yeah, exactly right. There you go. Harry, do you want to take us on to your namesake? <laughs> Harry Hooper. Well, I've mentioned him a couple of times already. Yeah. Just a very good prop. And I think I can't remember what his points per minute were last year. I'm sure Nelson's got it burned in his memory as his favourite ever player. But um, <laughs> he can score big fantasy points. I didn't read too much into the 11-odd points he took from his 40 minutes last week. If he gets game time, he has big raps. There's obvi- it's obvious that, that Brad Thorne doesn't mind throwing rookies in, and he could be a solid <clears throat> prop. He actually had 0.6 points per minute last season, Boom. which is enormous for a prop. It was yeah. like 40, mid-40 points per game if he was playing 80. Obviously, it won't necessarily translate quite that high, mm. but it, put, it, he's going to be a solid prop if he gets time. Yeah, put it this way, Alan Alatoa was the top prop with 35 points uh, per game, and he was 0.54. Yep. Which is still massive. Yeah, but he played all the minutes of every game. 100% he did. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Juan Bautista Peramonte. Peramonte. Now, this is a, a man that a uh, friend of the pod, Paul Tate, listed as the favourite for the number eight jersey throughout the back end of the season because of how much potential he had. Mm. They said the second coming, didn't they? They did. Of, Facundo uh, Issa. Facundo Issa. The next. Second coming. Second coming. No, he said the next. But I'm paraphrasing. Uh, he's <laughs> gone on tour. Can, can drama confirm he's on tour. So I'm expecting to see him start to get some game time soon. Haven't seen too much other than just searching a few highlights, but he mm. looks like a good prospect. Yes, exciting stuff from him. Uh, all right, and the last player that we'll talk about, uh, Tavita Nabura. Karate Kid. Karate kit. Never let it down. Let's see how quickly he can end his season with a <laughs> kick to the face this year. Now, um, he, look, I mean, going into this season, you would have thought, and, and still, like, that right wing slot is completely up for grabs. So I think uh, whilst they're preferring a bigger right winger, so they've clearly, Jonah Narecki, I think, is quite clearly locked down that left wing for the Highlanders. Tervina Nabura is it's certainly he's a bigger winger. He's, uh, he's not quite as stocky and bulky, but he's, he's super tall. Lot big, like he is certainly a lot bigger than Jonah Randy, and he's still super quick. So he, he is six foot five, which is yeah. enormous, and 104 kgs. Okay, so I'll and take he scores good massive. points. <laughs> yeah, and he scored good points. points. So um, well, I don't know what the actual latest is on him. I think uh, in terms of he's coming back from an injury. Harry's doing the old quick check of the casualty ward, where you can find the most up to date. Uh, expected use. back the end of March after a back operation in the off season around Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Um, still a while away. So still a while away, but we're excited to see him when he come when he does yeah. come in the fold. And as we said, that that slot is kind of up for grabs. So yes. All right. Well, let's get on to our next question. Um, fantastic Twitter name and also longtime supporter of us <laughs> and the pod uh, at Get Akira on um, or the official formerly ra- known as the official Rainbow Ponies. Well, he's not formerly before that. Sorry, formerly get, at Get Salmaki on. And at Get Nano on. And Get, get Nano, nano. <laughs> we, we knew him first as Get Nano. Yeah. That's true. That's, actually, how, that's what I think of him as. Yeah. Always. Yeah, thank you. And when he actually changed his account to Get um, Salmaki on, I quickly stole Get Nano on, and then we had some words. Yeah. I gave it back to him, so look, I'm, I'm a good bloke. But uh, I might have to ask him if I can have Get Akira on, actually, because uh, that's just the name of... Basically, should be the name of my fantasy team, really. Um, change it to Please Get Akira on. Be more <laughs> polite. True, true. I'll try that. All right. But um, look, his question was, um, and we've certainly talked about it a little bit, uh, but we tried to save it for now. Is he said, "Is it too early to get hyped over Hunter Karevi? Oh, sorry, Hunter Paisami, um, or am I basically going to win my league now?" <laughs> um, 
And I thought that we all thought that was great. Um, Nelson can <laughs> mention his. He put out a similar tweet. Yeah, look, I, I put out a tweet. Uh, I think it was earlier today when Hunter Paisami left his family home to move to Queensland. He looked at his dad, stared him in the eyes, and said, "Take of the family. You are now the dad of the house, the man of the house." <laughs> Very good, Nelson. Can't um, believe you butchered the last line. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> My phone's broken. That's I couldn't it. read it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, You're now the man of the house. I thought yeah, it was pretty good. What do we yeah. think? What do we think on this? Um, look, I'm, certainly I'd be very excited if I had Hunter Tysami in my team. Yeah, look, I mean, he's just going to get bulk minutes. He's been very good at, at any chance in this field. I think after 16 minutes, he had four or five tackle busts, a couple mm. of line breaks. He got involved in that game early. He's full of energy. He's full of excitement. He's, he's a very, very good player. And I think with Quade Cooper steering the ship at 10, it's probably going to be better for him Quaid than Cooper. Isaac and Quade Cooper. Um, James O'Connor, I was thinking... It's been of, a little late for you, Jim. Yeah, it is. Um, it's, he's going to be suiting that more than um, Isaac Lucas at 10. Mm. I just think he's got... A, a, Jock's got the ability to pull people in and throw that, that ball into space. Which Payasami's just got that ability to run into space. He just needs that ball in front of him. Isn't it amazing that we're only four rounds in? We were so hyped for Jordan Bataille this year, and now, out of nowhere, Hunter Passam. That's rugby, mate. So, so for me, I just think he is going to be a solid player. I would be very surprised if he, he might not stay at the trajectory he's right now. Yeah, for sure. But I think that what he's doing is reproducible. He runs very good lines at pace that will score against a lot of teams. <clears throat> I'm just looking at he, the ultimate rugby at where they talk minutes per carry. He gets a carry every 5.4 minutes. That's like 15 carries a game on average. Yeah. So he and and a tackle every 12. So his his points are reproducible even before he has huge impact through the game. I think he had 50 run meters last weekend mm. after something like 12 minutes. Yeah. The bloke is just hungry, and when he goes down, when he gets tackled, it's the same as Tom Banks at the moment. They look like they're absolutely gutted if they get tackled, and they're <laughs> going to do everything they possibly can to get back up and get every inch they can. So yeah. I, if, if he stays hungry, I think definitely you're going to win your league. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Um, yeah. No, I, th- I think the only other point on that is, uh, look, what, what are the risks for Paisami? I think certainly with no Pattaya, the, the, only person, the only person who can really play 13 in that Reds outfit is Fale. CFS um, is Chris Fale Saltia yeah thank you um, yeah. so but I, I don't really see that happening to well me. I mean that that's the risk right like you obviously have um, Dalgunu coming Dalgunu back coming back so they could shift him in one but he's just been in too good form you can't mm. drop him yeah I don't think you can look yeah. he, he's been on a lot of their go forward but I think Chris Fale Saltia has been very exciting as well for them yeah. so I just it's going to be hard to see Dalgunu the, the original prince this. that was promised that's right yeah I, I think it is important to note people will be going oh how does Australia have such a good centre he was Samoan born <laughs> he grew up a lot of his life in Auckland in New Zealand playing some of their age grade footy before coming to Australia was at Melbourne for a while had a little incident we won't go into details but now he's at the Reds and he is absolutely killing it that's it, and we we all know that Brad Thorne is not afraid of backing young talent. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I'm probably beating them if they don't try hard enough. I think so. this bodes well for for you as a fantasy manager, getting that eye on, and um, certainly NSYNC was very very happy to have picked him up in our league this weekend. Get a cure. Um, I wanted him so badly. That's true, but it was only right. It was only only right because he he did also have Pattaya, who was gone for the season. I wouldn't so say totally right. It was like justice, you know, straight justice. Stuff him, mate. You would have taken him because you're last now, so you would have taken him if you had a chance. I have good centers, so they just don't perform. So it's fine. Um, all right. Well, that brings us to our last Twitter question that we will talk about tonight. Um, 
and it was from at Carl underscore Erickson. So his name is Carl Erickson. I'm taking um, good stuff. Thank you. And um, look, his question was it was an interesting one. It was uh, the difference in Buffelli and Alamalo scoring at wing and fullback. So um, you know, I don't, I don't think you pronounce that right. I believe it's Alamalo. True. I was thought you were just going to call me Buffelli. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I'd get away. No. Um, True. Uh, yeah, so it was, a, it was an interesting one. And um, Nels, take it away. Yeah, look, I think everyone was assuming Boffelli was going to be best at fullback. Yep. We just all thought it without even considering it. But we went back and we did our research like a... Crunch the numbers. Great podcast uh, and did our prep. So at wing, he's actually played five games over the last two years. That's averaging at 46.6 points. He's had one under 49 points. And that was when he had eight points in his first game last season back from an injury. Whereas when he's at fullback, he's played 12 games with 37.55 average. Most weeks he's early to mid-30s, but he's had one week where he had 100 points. So if we get rid of these outliers, he's scoring in the 50s when he's playing on the wing. And he's mid-30s, early to mid-30s when he's playing fullback. So what's our take out of this, Harry? I was wrong. He's no, better at wing. No, you had a different take. Oh. I wasn't trying to rip you. We want Carreras to be starting. Oh. We can, if you're his manager, you want him to be on the wing, Carreras playing fullback. Well, I, I've got good news if that's what you want because I've just got hot off the press. Paul Tate has Ooh. said wing Bautista Delgui is in doubt for this week. So just another wing spot mm. opening up there. For Cancellari. Cancellari is also going to be a backup potential as halfback. What? Because they have Kubeli likely Kubeshi. out for the coming ma- matches. Kubeshi, Kubeli doesn't really matter for him. Escura is also unfit as well. So Gonzalo Bertrano is the lone fit number nine, and Cancellieri is the uh, potential replacement. <laughs> he is small. Well, that's good news for me because Bertrano, I never really needed to play this week, so thank you for that. Um, mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Look, I think certainly it's a smaller sample size. You know, he's, uh, he's only had five games on, on the wing compared to 12 of fullback, but I think, it's consistent. I think, I think that's enough. It's consistent. That's what I was going to say. He's only Low score, did you mention, was that eight coming back from yeah. injury? Yeah, I did mention. Yeah, so, no, that certainly speaks Good. for itself. Um, and Harry, why don't you take us through Solomon... Alamalo! Alamalo! Just trying to wake your wife much up Much better, much yeah. better pronunciation. It's all right, she doesn't sleep. She's listening to the pod from the other That's end. true, yeah. Yeah, um, so look, Alamalo uh, played a lot of fullback after Damian McKenzie got injured last year. I think that was the real tipping point where he basically just got a big run of games there. Makes sense. Otherwise, generally preferred on the wing. Now, but but has played a lot of fullback in the ITM Cup. Yes, I, I think it's probably his preferred position. It to is be his preferred position. Yeah. But it's, it's same for Shooter, all of them. They're all fullbacks apparently. Yeah. Um, so at wing, he's played six games for a thirty-seven point two average. This is in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Mm. Um, recent form only. Thirty-seven point two average <clears> at the wing. <throat> fullback, he's played nine games for a thirty-eight point two average. So literally a one point difference. Yeah. I don't think it makes a difference to him. He scores well no matter what, and the way the Chiefs play, they get him involved and he gets to the ball. One point of difference. I've, I've now just thought about what we should have actually looked at, which would have been interesting, and maybe we'll have to come back to it, but um, would be, what was his average points playing with DMAC or playing without DMAC? That, that wasn't the question, mate. If someone it, wants to ask that next week... <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, come on, mate. No, but, You're um, getting ahead of yourself. Certainly feed the thought. Do you, what do you think, boys? It's a this, great question. Is this, <laughs> I, don't, I can tell that you love that question. Is this a good dessert? Should we be doing this one more often? 
Yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, we really like the idea of listeners' questions. It certainly, um, you know, it prompts uh, We've got, our thinking. Yeah. We've got a few other things up the sleeve, maybe some interviews, things like that to some players. That's but it. We do want to get some player interviews. It's just... We've um, got a few teed up. Yeah, we're not sure if they want to sit through uh, our entire round review and They're round doing. preview. So um, Just to put this in perspective, it's 11.12pm right <laughs> yeah. now. So we've got to find time to, um, to make those happen, but... Um, yeah, we'll see if we can do that. So anyway, look, that's going to round out another pod, episode 13 uh, of 2020. Well, actually, we started last year in the pre-season, which was huge for us. But um, yeah, so thank you. I just wanted to lastly also apologize for last week's pretty terrible audio quality. Um, obviously, you can tell tonight we're all back together in the same room on one mic. So um, generally, we all enjoy getting together, talking a bit of footy. Harry and Nelson arguing for at least an hour of the prep on who's doing more or less. Um, but Kagi doing nothing. Yeah, correct. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, look, we love getting together to do the pod. But last week, it was really terrible, um, the auto quality. That was just because Harry had just moved into his new house and hadn't got his internet sorted. So he, he was trying to Skype call me over the, his um, cellular uh, phone. Too much detail. But, Point uh, is, it's sorted. We fixed it. And I'll be away next week doing a charity walk. Oh. But I'll still be calling in. So Mitch Evans, Super Sub, Sumo, That's we'll take it. them all. No, even, we, we even, said swapping Kagi. Kagi's the one who has no value. That's true. I would almost invite Nabung in for the super sub, but he beat me this week, so I don't think he's allowed to. Not invited. Next week. Yeah, not yeah. invited. That's fair enough, yeah. Um, yeah. Very good. All right, I think that will wrap it up for another week from us, and um, catch you in the next one. Stay slutty.